Wow! Great to see you again! Good to see you too. Yeah, I... Loki, I want to introduce you to... I'm Ouroboros. Nice to meet you, Loki. Ouroboros. Ouroboros. But he calls me Obi. Uh, yeah, I call him Obi. That's like a nickname I have. Yeah. Wow. How long has it been? <sighs> How long has it been? Uh, could it be three or four? Four hundred years. What? Feels like a thousand, right? Yeah. Remember, you got off on the wrong floor, and I told you it was the wrong floor. Wait, that's right. Yes, because then I stayed for a little bit. He took me no, over. No, you left immediately. Well, I'm back. Yes, you are. What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, yes, welcome one and all. This is officially the top 50 albums of 2023, according to me, myself, and I, Joey, and officially here at Rock Strikes 10. No, I said last year that I was going to try to put these episodes out earlier at the beginning of the year. Didn't quite do it. I think I was just a tad earlier this year than I was last year. So now, unless things change dramatically in this year, I'm going to have to get some new slogans going here for Rock Strikes 10 saying, not the first word in the year, but probably the last and hopefully the best. So... And honestly, I could have put these episodes out a couple of weeks ago, and I basically just spread out some of the other episodes that needed to happen before this, uh, but the list wouldn't have been as good. I really, really worked hard on this list, and my big takeaway for sure is a lot of new faces this year. If not new, new enough, some new to me, some I barely heard of, some I just now heard of from this last year. So the fact there's a lot of fresh faces on the scene really makes me happy and optimistic for the future of rock music and heavy rock music in general. And yes, there are some veterans on this list as well. We always shine a spotlight on them when they do a good job. But your name does not get you through the door here on this top 50. Your name alone does not matter. You get in by putting out a good record and having some quality still in what you put out. So yeah. So before we get to all that... Let me give out a couple of Worst Album Awards for 2023. 
Now, I would like to give out two Worst Album Awards for this last year because they're such extreme opposites in age and fan base that I didn't want to leave anybody out. Each generation has something to apologize for in 2023. So officially here on Rock Strikes 10, the Worst Albums of 2023. We're going to do the Old Dog Award, and it goes to Alcatraz and their latest album, Take No Prisoners. Yeah, so for, first of all, you got a lazy album title right there. And yeah, I know, even their early stuff, they leaned on that a little bit, like No Parole for Rock and Roll. The difference between those two records is that No Parole from Rock and Roll is actually a good album. This one right here, Take No Prisoners, absolutely terrible. A parody of heavy metal. And who the fuck really honestly ever wants to hear Doogie White singing? I mean, isn't he always the bridesmaid? It's just cheesy as shit, and I've never really enjoyed any record that he's ever sang on. Wow, I didn't realize I had that much venom for old Doogie. And yes, on a lot of principles, massively insulting that a band under the name of Alcatraz in 2023 would put out a record without Graham Bonnet singing lead vocals on it. I know they're fighting right now, and yes, I am on Team Graham Bonnet. But yeah, this album is just fucking miserable. Don't listen to it. Listen to the previous one, Five. That was actually a pretty good record. And yes, Graham Bonnet's on there, so it's safe to listen to. But yeah, this is just embarrassing. Moving over to the worst album of the year, Young Pup Division, and also bonus award for most overhyped of the year. And I'll tell you what, for someone who is a fan of the spectacle, yeah, some of my all-time favorite bands like Kiss and Alice Cooper, stuff like the Twisted Sister even, and nowadays Ghost. So I'm a fan of the spectacle. I'm a fan of shock rock. I'm a fan of the hedonistic stage shows and what have you. So you have me on the front end with, with a good gimmick. But not only is this a bad gimmick, but the songs are fucking terrible. It's a terrible band. And they ought to be ashamed. Yes, the worst album of the year, Young Pup Division, goes to Sleep Token and Take Me Back to Eden. Wow. And it's just uh, actually insulting that people would put Sleep Token and Ghost in the same sentence because Ghost actually writes good music and this band does not. It is absolutely just nothing short of being as bad as Three Days Grace or Trapped or any of that bullshit from the 21st century. So yeah, Sleep Token is absolutely fucking terrible, miserable stuff. Don't even waste a second of your life listening to them. That's how I feel. Okay, so kind of easing into the positivity here. Pop Award, I got to try to give one out every year. I will say if you're going to listen to a popular record from 2023, you should probably listen to Olivia Rodrigo's Guts record. Vampire Aside, that single, which is not good at all. It's really, really bad. But the rest of the album is actually really good and easily the best quote-unquote pop song of the year, but it's more of a rock song, is Bad Idea Right. So go look up Bad Idea Right by Olivia Rodrigo. That is the pop award of the year. Okay, I've given out the best and worst in the different categories. Let's get to the top 50 albums of 2023. Strap yourselves in. It's going to be a great list. And on this episode, we got some of my all-time faves coming in here. And number 50, we got a band that I really dig. And they put out a record that I liked about three quarters of really well. And from a comparison side of things, I would challenge any of the bands that came up around their same era to put out something this listenable. 
So I did want to put this band in here for doing a pretty damn good job at having a decent quality record. Not as good as some of the stuff they've been putting out lately, but I still liked enough of it for it to come in here. At number 50, a band that does usually pretty well in these countdowns, and that is L.A. Guns, their latest album, Black Diamonds. And in case you didn't know, the lineup currently for L.A. Guns, you got the voice of the band, Phil Lewis, along, of course, with Tracy Guns. Got Ace Von Johnson, who was more recently in Faster Pussycat, speaking of bands that actually put out good new material. Johnny Martin on bass, and on drums, Adam Hamilton, who I believe Adam Hamilton played on that Joey C. Jones record that I played on the 1993 countdown. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy that was hanging out with CC and Joey C. Jones at that time. So that's cool. I did not know that, actually. I should have known that, but I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, this new record, Black Diamonds, pretty damn cool. And at least worth a go around so you can pick out the songs that you like on it. But I'm going to go with my favorite song on this record right here. And man, can you ever go wrong with kind of an epic L.A. Guns power ballad? They got another one right here and they scored a three-pointer. Nothing but net with this one right here. So here is L.A. Guns with Diamonds.
kicking off the top 50 albums of 2023 countdown right here and kicking off our show here today that was the great la guns from their album black diamonds and that was the pseudo title track just called diamonds i don't know about you but i got a massive celluloid heroes vibe off of that you know that kink song definitely harkens back to that song if you ask me that might be intentional it might not be could be that cryptonesia is what they call it so you don't get sued but not enough to sue that's for sure i'm not accusing them of plagiarism or anything but definitely has that vibe but i dig that and you know i remember years ago back uh, in the 2000s steve i actually put out a compilation album of all the track sevens from his catalog because he said the albums always peak on track seven and he kind of did that on purpose up to a point so if la guns ever put out a ballads comp i would totally buy it because they're so good at it and once again i'm putting it out there i challenge any of their contemporaries to put out something as good as that poison's threatening to put out a new record in 2024 yeah i said threatening as a fan i just don't think that they're capable of doing it anymore that last skid row record was just okay and I don't have high hopes for the new Motley material coming out either. But I'll give it a shot if they ever put it out. I'm sure they will at some point. But I think a lot of the bands that LA Guns wind up touring with, like a Faster Pussycat or a Tom Kiefer and stuff like that, they're completely capable of putting out good material still. But anybody else, I challenge them. Really, I do. Okay, we're staying in the state of California, but moving slightly over to the Bay Area right here with probably Bay Area's most famous sons. And a band that I was hoping this album would be a lot higher on the list just on principle because they are icons. And I love a lot about what they do just as people and as a band. But yes, the new Metallica record right here, 72 seasons. Yes, it does come in at number 49 here on my list. And it's not a bad thing. Three quarters good to just a little bit over that actually. I think this album scored about a 79 or an 80 out of 100. That's totally cool. Way better than a lot of their other records. So I will use the cliche for Metallica here in my short review of 72 seasons. Not in their top three records, but definitely not in their bottom three either. So an admirable outing here by Metallica. And I'm, I'm also really kind of mad that I was not in town whenever they came to town for their two days where there's no repeats in the set list and everything. I think that's a cool idea for a tour, especially for a band that's been doing it for this long and has the kind of fan base that would fill up a stadium for two nights. Fairweather fans aside, I say tough luck if you missed out on hearing one or the other. Tough luck. Too bad. I wish more bands would do tours like this. I even had it in my head that Kiss should have done something like this for sure on their farewell tour and then played one big place and one small place and do the deep tracks in the small place. And that way it's just hardcore fans. But pivoting back over to Metallica here, 72 seasons, my first listen of it, I really, really enjoyed it. I was listening to it on a really good stereo system. The mix and production all sound great. Uh, the musicianship is top notch like it always is. Uh, on my repeated listens, I found myself not liking some of the songs as much. And I definitely wasn't trying to pick it apart because I want them to do well on these countdowns because they're a favorite. But yeah, there was about four songs on there that weren't really so much just like, uh, but kind of instantly forgettable. And that's not good either. 
It's not that they're bad songs. They just get lost in the whole thing. In the 78 minutes, that is 72 seasons, there are four songs that just didn't really cut the mustard for me. So that that's what happens with a lot of these records that are long and you're still putting out CD era type length records. It, it's just going to happen sometimes. A proof positive. By the way, here's one. There's a bombshell I'm about to drop on you. Smashing Pumpkins guy over here. Autumn is not in this top 50. It just barely missed it. I actually tried to get it in there, but I could not justify putting it in my top 50. And it's got some cool songs on it, but dude went for a triple record and really should have just stuck with the single record as an armchair quarterback fan. So yes, there's a, there's a massive sidebar for you right there. Smashing Pumpkins, not on my list this year. Gasp. Yes, back to Metallica here, who did make the countdown. So let's get into what I still consider to be the best song on the record, which also happens to be the launch single that came out long before we heard the full album. And I still think this is the best song on the record. The ones that give me like the Motorhead kind of vibes in certain spots on the, on the record are my favorite songs for sure. And that's no surprise. So yes, to represent 72 seasons, here is the Mighty Met with Lux Eterna. <laughs>
Yeah, who doesn't love that Motorhead Overkill vibe right there? But yes, that was Lux Eterna from Metallica from 72 Seasons. Hope you enjoyed that. You've probably heard that a good amount over the year. Probably just popping up in your algorithm when your record runs out. That that probably makes a lot of sense, especially in this day and age. Yeah, nothing really wrong with the Metallica album, but it also, the other thing that can get you, uh, as far as I'm concerned, on having overall enjoyment for a particular album is, is it better than the previous album? And to answer that question that I have in my head, I would say no. I think Hardwired to Self-Destruct is a much better record. So in a sense, it's a little disappointing. But once again, thank God it's not Reload or St. Anger or God forbid Lulu. Which I know is not a Metallica record by definition, but yeah, they, they played on it. So they they should share in the shame for sure. Okay, number 48 right here. Speaking of great live bands, this band uh, to this day is still very good live. Catch them if you get a chance because they probably won't be doing it much longer. But that is The Damned, the first UK band to put out the first recognized punk full length. But yes, they were back here with their 12th full length album, here in 2023, now I'm called Darkadelic, produced by Thomas Michener, who I, I, I don't know anything about, but it's a good sound and record, and much like these albums here that have appeared on the countdown already, I think about three quarters, really good. The strong stuff is quite strong. I think when you hear this song, it's one of those songs you'd hear and be like, wow, I can't believe this isn't higher on the list. But yeah, it happens. Shit happens. Much like when Captain Sensible allowed himself for not being a very bright person in the last few years. But all that being said, the album is still quite good. So let's play a really, really good song off of Darkadelic. This is The Damned and one of the singles they went with, which totally makes sense because it's very good. This is You're Gonna Realize. Oh, 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 
Oh, man, it is so great to hear Dave's voice on a record every time the damn puts something out. His voice really is timeless, and that isn't studio trickery to any kind of degree. If you go see The Damned, if you go pay a ticket to see them like you should, he will sound like that on stage. It's great. And they'll play everything you want to hear pretty much that night. So yeah, go see him if you can. And check out a good amount of stuff off of that new record, Darkadelic. We love The Damned here on Rock Strikes 10. And coming in at number 47 right here on the top 50 albums of 2023 list is this band who... I have heard this band's name on and off, and I've heard a few songs by them over the years. I was surprised to find out that they have been doing this for almost 20 years now. So I was like, oh, new young band. It's like, well, they're not so new and young. But for a lot of older rock fans and, and that live in a bubble, it would definitely be new to them. But I could definitely relate as a slightly older rock fan. Anything post-2000... <laughs> That's a new band. Like you, you give them the credit. Like, oh yeah, good new band. But yes, this band right here called Health. And this will be one of a few instances on the countdown right here where I ran into a band that I wasn't familiar with before. And they blew me away with how authentic they were to a certain time period and the approach that they're taking with it. If you have to break it down in a basic sense, you can tell that this band Health is a big fan of heavy industrial type music from the late 80s into the early and mid 90s. Uh, they are such fans of this stuff that their records sound like they definitely could have existed during that time and done well. So I got to give them high praise for really having that feel about their records. I, I actually had a weird sense of nostalgia listening to this record, even though it doesn't sound terribly vintage. It still sounds new and fresh to a degree. But it's just not as old as we normally go looking for. And the fact that I'm starting to hear some bands that sound like they're from the 90s is neat and equally weird to me. And yes, I do feel like an old man. But I'm not going to fault these bands for making me feel old. If anything, I give them that thumbs up on that principle. Uh, so yes, this band Health right here, they put out their sixth full-length album in 2023. The album is called Rat Wars. And the other cool thing about it, it looks like a punk rock 7-inch, like looking at the album cover and everything, and I just enjoy that kind of aesthetic. So they're very much on point with, with the vintage, or the newer vintage, if you will. But yeah, give them a shot. I feel like I picked a song that represents them very well, and if you don't like this song, you will not like them. Simple as that. So here's your handshake to this quote-unquote new band here, Health, and this song is called Children of Sorrow.
That song right there instantly gives me the kind of flashback vibe of watching like a cop movie or something or a cop TV show in the 90s and they got to go investigate this rave club to find this particular drug dealer or serial killer or something like that. And that's the kind of song you'd hear during that scene. I don't know why that's what immediately comes to mind with me, but that's how my brain works. But there you go. That was health from Rat Wars, and that song was called Children of Sorrow. Hope you enjoyed that. And coming in at number 46 right here is a band from the UK who I'm still befuddled at how they didn't have almost any success in the US. They had a few looks here and there, but they never really seemed to get out of the blocks as far as success goes out here. Apparently they did pretty well in their homeland, but I'm just like, man, this band was good enough to be consistently played on rock radio for like the last 30 years almost, but it just didn't happen for them over here. But they still put out records, and they still put out quality records, which is always very important. And lack of mainstream success in the U.S. will not keep you off of shows like this, like Rock Strikes 10. But yes, this band Ash right here put out their eighth full length in 2023. The album is called Race the Night. Really dig that album cover, as basic as that design is nowadays, that OutRun feel. Like me some OutRun every now and then, but yes. And early on, I knew them to be kind of a band that leaned on a lot of punk rock influence, and you still hear a little bit of that aggro in them and stuff like that. But they also know how to write a catchy tune, and that's really what sets them apart. And that really helps them stick out for me. That always helps, for sure. Songs are key, of course. But yes, let's play this one right here. A song that I remember I was listening to this like really early in the morning, and this song really woke me up. So I'm like, I'm going to put that on the show because I really dig that. It's an instant love right here. So my favorite song here on this new Ash record is this one right here. The song is called Brain Dead. Turn it up.
46 right there in our top albums countdown of 2023 that was ash and the song brain dead off of their album race the night go check that one out and this next band right here coming in at number 45 is also from the uk but they have had some success here in america and the singer has had double success with another band known as the gorillas and yes i'm talking about blur their ninth full-length album that came out in 2023 called the ballad of darren terrible name for an album if you ask me but i'm sure it's got some sort of personal thing for them so i don't want to beat it up too much but yeah not a great album title at all first of all i will say the album cover gave me a lot of throwback to their earlier stuff like some one of their all their single releases had certain looks to them so i think the album cover actually works as weird as it might be for some people and i was reading some articles leading up to this because i am a fan reading some articles that this was their first real band effort as far as like writing in the same room recording in the same room it's the first time they had done it since 1999 and their album 13 which this is definitely the best thing they've done since the album 13 so it's not a super perfect album and i wish i liked it more than i did but still about three quarters good and once again it's better than the last two so i'm going to reward him by putting him here at number 45 and yes a band i've constantly awarded as being one of the most british bands of all time as in we're going to be the most british and write those kind of songs and not care about appealing to the rest of the world and even just a song title like this makes you think britain easily but yes probably the best song on this record right here so if you don't like this one you probably won't like the record but here you go this is blur from the ballad of darren the song is called saint charles square
Such a cool track right there. That song to me as a fan sounds like it could have been off of Park Life or The Great Escape or one of their other classic albums. But yes, and it still could have even been on 13. Honestly, as experimental as that album was, it would have made sense as well. So yeah, just makes it a great Blur song right there. That was St. Charles Square from The Ballad of Darren. And speaking of the most British, as I like to say, but this next one right here, this guy's a damn legend. I don't want to say Icon, in the sense, because Icon really should be reserved for super famous household names. And criminally, this guy is not a household name still to this day, even though he's been doing it for a long time. How long, ask you? Well, this guy, you know, I was going to save that revelation till the end of this song, but let's just be having it. So Ian Hunter right here, Ian Hunter put out a record in 2023 called Defiance Part One, which 
definitely gives you the impression that a part two could be on the horizon. But who knows? Maybe, hopefully, it was recorded at the same time as Defiance Part 1. But yes, Ian Hunter right here, this damn legend, putting out an entire new record of all new material, as far as I could tell. I don't recognize any of these songs as covers. But yeah, putting out all new material at the age of 84, which is fucking unprecedented. Like, I don't know any rock legend that was doing quality original material at the age of 84. You could talk about some of the people that lived a long time, like Jerry Lee Lewis and Johnny Cash and people like that, which is relevant to mention those guys, especially because this record actually is also on Sun Records, the Sun Records. So yes. And in case you didn't know that, it's got the great Sun Records logo on the top of the vinyl. So yes. But man, those guys that I mentioned before, when they were putting out records in their old age, it was all covers, always covers. And if it wasn't original, it was something that somebody wrote for them. So Ian Hunter really just winning right here. And he's always been such a great writer. And the fact that he's still got those skills. And I'm not just saying that on a certain principle. And like, man, look at that. I love everything he's doing just because he's freaking elderly and still doing stuff. Ian Hunter still looks like Ian Hunter, which is wild. He's still got a decent head of hair on him. I don't think it's fake at all. And yeah, I'm just I'm just blown away by this. And yeah, the album's not perfect, but it's really, really good, especially considering, once again, the 84-year-old factor there. But what the other thing I love about it, and it's not the thing you really see when the guy's still alive. And I hate talking like this, but you know, it's it's an inevitability at some point. You know, within the next two decades, he won't be around, sadly. And he knows that. We all know it. But the fact that there are some people that are real big players in music and real influential people that are lining up to record with him, I, I love to see that, especially while the guy's still around. You love to see it. I'll mention who's on this record after I play this track because I was going to say who was on it, but let's just judge on the surface. Just judge it by how you feel about Ian and the song right here. So I'm going to play you one of the standout tracks for me here on this album right here, Defiance Part 1. This is Guernica. Times for thinking. I 
Nice build in that song, building up to the end right there. I mean, this guy has written some of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time, from Cleveland Rocks to Once Bitten, Twice Shy to the golden age of rock and roll. I mean, the guy's a fucking living legend. So yes, 
man, I could listen to that all day. But And he's still got that little inflection where his voice goes up a little bit, a little pitch, and he hits that note and he bends it on his voice. Still has that. It's pretty great, that signature sound. But, yes, that was Ian Hunter with Guernica from Defiance Part 1. Featured on that track is the great Mike Campbell, of course, formerly of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but a forever heartbreaker, currently of Fleetwood Mac and Dirty Heads. Is that the name of the band? Something like that. And Joe Elliott, who appears on this record a lot. And I think Joe kind of shadows him as a vocalist on this record because Joe, of course, being a super massive, easily the greatest living fanboy of Ian and Motha Hoople especially. But I think Joe shadows some of his background vocals on this record just to give a little oomph, which I'm totally cool with. It makes total sense. But yeah, some other people that appear on this record. I mean, I could just say Ringo is guesting on your record, and that would kind of tell you all you need to know about how great you are, because Ringo obviously doesn't play for everybody. You got Duff McKagan on here, Brad Whitford, Todd Rundgren, even fucking Billy Bob Thornton is on this record. For my hipster friends, Jeff Tweedy is also on this record. There's a song where he's just getting backed up by Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty great. And this album also features some of the last drumming on tape by Taylor Hawkins. Taylor appears on a couple of songs on this record as well. So yeah, those kind of people showing up to sit at the table with someone like that, that's a, that should say a lot. Yeah, can't really say much else about it. But yeah, go give it a listen. And man, if you've never dived deep on, especially Ian's solo stuff, I mean, it, you don't have to convince a lot of people to listen to Mott the Hoople. But I feel like you kind of still do, but people really have slept on Ian Hunter's solo stuff, and they really should give it a chance. So, yeah, just dive into all of his stuff. You won't regret it. All right. Got the punk rock godfather coming up here at number 43, and that would be Iggy Pop. Iggy actually kicked off the year, like in the first week or so of January of 2023. He kicked off the year with a decently strong record called Every Loser, and Man, I've been so down on Iggy stuff from the last 20 years now. Actually, I, I said the last great thing he ever really put out was Beat 'em Up. And this, to me, is definitely the best thing he's done since Beat 'em Up. It's not as good, but it's pretty damn good. And weirdly enough, despite the fact that I haven't enjoyed his stuff from the last two decades, I actually had higher hopes for this record, and it didn't quite deliver on it. The reason I had high hopes is because this is an Andrew Watt-produced album, and Andrew's been busy pulling some pseudo-miracles for vetted artists, of course, such as Ozzy and the Rolling Stones, who you may be hearing more about later on in this countdown. And much like the Ozzy records, this was going to feature the Andrew Watt players, as I call them, which is Chad Smith on drums and Duff McKagan on bass and backing vocals and stuff like that. And the launch single they put out for this, I was like, ooh, man, this one's going to be a motherfucker. And once again, it wasn't a top to bottom scorcher, but I had fun with it for the most part. And with the constant story of him letting me down for so long, I'm at least glad we got something like this finally. Little overdue. Uh, But yes, let's go ahead and play that launch single because that got me to listen to the record. So hopefully it'll get you to check it out as well. So here is Iggy Pop with all said mentioned people. And this is Frenzy. Over the bricks, so 
Living legend right there, Iggy Pop with Frenzy from Every Loser, the number 43 album here on this countdown. And number 42 is actually kind of a tie. I'm making it a shared entry, which makes sense because not that these albums had the same score, but they were sort of close, one being a little better than the other. But I gave them a shared entry because this band did put out two records, two full-length studio albums in 2023, and that would be Rival Sons, their seventh and eighth full length, respectively. First one that came out at the beginning of the summer was called Dark Fighter, and the one that came out in the fall was called Lightbringer. And out of the two, I'd say the first one is definitely the stronger of the two for sure. So if you're going to have to choose between one or the other, go Dark Fighter. That's what I would recommend. Lightbringer, not too bad though. Maybe it'll be a grower. It didn't really bother me at all. It just didn't really pick up for me like this one did. And I need to do a better dive on their catalog. I haven't been featuring them on the show for the last few years, but I, I need to see what they're like a little bit more. So sorry if you're a fan of this band and I've been ignoring them for the last few years, but they're finally decently on my radar, so I'll try to be better. But yes, actually, the closing track on Dark Fighter wound up being my favorite song on either record. So I'm going to go with that one for you right here. So to represent both Rival Sons records, Dark Fighter and Lightbringer, this is Dark Side. Talking in your 
furiously Pretty soon you're going to give yourself away Pretty soon you're going to give yourself away Something's got you talking in your sleep Something's put a splinter in your hand Are you able to protect the ones you love? Are you able to protect the ones you love? Something's put a tremble in your hand There are no promises to keep anymore Now that you've gone to the dark side There are no promises to keep anymore Now that you've gone to the dark side Coming in at number 42 on the countdown, the tie of the two Rival Sons records right there from 2023. But yes, that was Dark Side from Dark Fighter. And really like that tune. Hope you enjoyed that. And we've got the last entry of the night right here. And coming in at number 41, I'm going to give out another award like I did at the top of the show. I should probably call this maybe like the Iggy Pop Award, which is most ridiculous lyrics but with the best music attached to it. 
I don't quite have a name for it, but yeah, this album gets that award because the lyrics on this are a little laughable, but honestly, the music is so fucking good. I couldn't help but love this record. So that that's what a good performance will do. That's for sure. It'll hide some of those negatives. And if, uh, if the positives are really high up there, it'll, it'll really help. I feel, but yes, I think this band has missed my end of the year countdown every time out. And they're on their third record now, and they finally made it onto the countdown. I'm very happy for them because I really want to love this band on principle. And that band is called Last in Line, which, yes, they started out and formed as a way of paying tribute to the late Ronnie James Dio. And it all started with guys who had played with Dio and had been associated with them over the years. And, of course, in a surprise move, Vivian Campbell being the, the main focus of this band as far as like the most visible guy, of course, due to the fact that he's still in Def Leppard, but also the fact that uh, him and Ronnie apparently had a bit of a beef uh, while Ronnie was alive. But I got to say, you don't do a project like this and do it for the money because you could tell just by the kind of shows they play and stuff like that that this is a labor of love right here. And I do truly believe that. But yes, I really, really enjoyed this new Last in Line record. It's called Jericho. And by the way, the band currently features, because they've had a bit of a revolving door over the few years, but Phil Suzanne, bass playing in the band right there. The great Phil Suzanne, a guy who most famously played with Ozzy, actually. And I talked about him on the 93 Countdown because he wrote a lot of Vince Neil's Exposed record as well and wrote some stuff with Billy Idol over the years. So yeah, that guy's a huge talent. And plus, Sharon Osbourne hates him, so that means I probably like him. So yeah, and of course, the great Vinnie Apice on the drums, of course, being from Sabbath and Dio and Heaven and Hell and all that stuff. Great power drummer. The aforementioned Vivian Campbell, of course, on lead guitar. And you got this guy, Andrew Freeman, who I didn't know too much about, and I was like, that name sounds familiar. Not, not like Andrew Watt or anything. Uh, but I went ahead and looked on his wiki bio, and it's one of those bios that looks like he wrote it himself, which, yeah, it's fine, great, get yourself over. But apparently he was the second to latest vocalist for Great White, and he got hired as their vocalist like two years ago, and then he all of a sudden wasn't their vocalist because of Last in Line. So that'll happen. I think this is the better move because he sounds good on the record. Once again, I just don't think the lyrics are that great. But also, how many people can say that they officially played gigs with people like Lynch Mob and Hurricane, but also have officially toured as a utility player for The Offspring? So yeah, I definitely popped for that. But all that being said, just going back to the fact that I thought this was a really fun record. And if you love that classic heavy metal sound that so encapsulated the early Dio records, then you're going to love this record. Go check it out, man. Just turn off your brain and turn up the volume. So from the album Jericho, this is Last in Line. This song is called We Don't Run.
closing off the show here today and coming in at number 41 here on the top 50 albums of 2023 countdown here on rock strikes 10 that was last in line and that song was called we don't run from their third album jericho hope you enjoyed that hope you're enjoying this countdown so far we've had some great bands already on this countdown and hopefully in your opinion it's only going to get better from here on out but that's up to you it is my list i stand by it And man, we've got some killer episodes to go here for the next four parts. So please stick around and hang out with me through the duration of this big, super spectacular retrospective of 2023. Until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs and followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high quality, soft as heck, next level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.